Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, guys? I just plugged in my computer and I'm ready to go. It's the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show, and I'm here with Zach Livy. We are going to talk about everything Michigan recruiting, including how a Jim Harbaugh extension would impact the Wolverines on the trail. How are you doing, Zach? It's Halloween night, man. Are you getting ready to go out to trick or treat? Um, I'm passing out candy. Well, I did pass out candy. Um, <laughs> about two more hours left for my neighborhood so the doorbell keeps on ringing passing out candy at 7 p.m who's going trick-or-treating this early man the sun just went down it's yeah it's like six to nine i mean we got a quiet neighborhood so it's like 9 p.m no more candy wow 9 p.m cutoff don't go to zach's house uh, i will not <laughs> be passing out candy i'll be eating the remainder <laughs> of the candy and I, I already did my Halloween party over the weekend. My wife dressed up as Velma, so I had to get a Scooby-Doo onesie, Travis Hunter style. And yeah, that was uh, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but anyway, tonight's show is sponsored by Lewis Jewelers. Lewis Jewelers has been serving the Ann Arbor and Detroit region since 1921. Lewis Jewelers' reputation and continued success stems from our belief that a successful jewelry store is built on integrity, quality customer service, and quality products. Lewis Jewelers is a proud partner of Michigan Athletics to ensure that every client that walks through their doors or peruses their virtual store is taken care of. They have a non-commissioned trusted advisor team that's always ready to provide a professional experience, advice, and expertise, no pressure, no commission. Located in the bustling city limits of Ann Arbor, Michigan, Lewis Jewelers proudly serves the Ann Arbor and surrounding southeastern Michigan communities by providing an exquisite selection of fine jewelry, as well as excellent customer service to its residents and visitors. Visit them at their new location, 300 South Maple Road, Ann Arbor, or online at lewisjewelers.com. Zach, my birthday is Sunday, and I'm expecting you to send me some Lewis Jewelers gold chains. That is uh, my request uh, from you. Since I'm such a great co-worker, I expect you to take advantage of the Lewis Jewelers offer there. And I expect everybody to take advantage. Send me gold chains. So anyway, let's go ahead and get into the discussion. Actually, before we do, we, we did have a quick question here. What are your Halloween costumes? I already said I had to wear a Scooby-Doo onesie. Zach, did you dress up at all? Yes. So as we all know, I went to Virginia last weekend. Um, big Halloween. You didn't visit me though. You you didn't come visit me. You didn't come visit me. (laughs) No, you didn't come visit me. Anyway, I digress. 
there's a party. I went as my leaf blower costume, and it's an easy costume. You just a go leaf blower? Yeah, here, hear me out. So you just find a leaf in your backyard, you tape it to the front of your head, and then if someone says, What are you? and you go say and you say, I'm a leaf blower, and then you blow the leaf. And it's funny, everyone's laughing, it's a good time, and it costs zero dollars. Do you, so you don't have a leaf blower with you? No, you just have the leaf taped onto your head, and it's like dangling on the top of your brim. So once you say, I'm a leaf blower, you just go like, you blow, you know, whatever, blow air, and the leaf blower just goes everywhere. So you're a leaf blower. What? Yeah. <laughs> What a lame costume. Okay. No, it's a great leaf. We can always count on Zach for some humor. <laughs> he was a leaf, a literal leaf blower. He didn't even have a leaf blower with him. He was just yeah. blowing a leaf he picked up from the sidewalk that was taped to his hat. Yeah, you just need a hat. You need a hat, masking tape, and a leaf. And it's zero dollars. And everyone loves it. It's a great time. And it's creative. Nobody loves a leaf blower. What? It was my, I did it every year in college. I'm doing it every year as an adult until, you know, I do a couple's costumes. But yeah, that's the best single man costume you can find out there. John uh, A. Schultz says, Ryan Day probably doesn't hand out candy corn. He hands out toothbrushes. I always hated those people that gave out like crappy things on Halloween. Like, get out of here with your like nonsensical toothbrushes and other, you know, body wash, like people handing out deodorant. Who are those people? Get them off the streets. At least Zach is giving out terrible candy corn tonight. Um, and that, and Steve J says that does win first place for lame. Yes, it does. It's not lame at all. It's actually great and innovative and creative. No, you've never thought of doing it, and no one has except for me. Ne next year. Zach will dress up as a leaf, like he'll actually have a leaf costume, and I'll have a leaf blower, and we'll go as a duo. But um, yeah. anyway. Jim Harbaugh's contract extension has been the talk of the town the last couple of days. You had the Wall Street Journal report that Michigan rescinded a contract that would have made Jim Harbaugh the highest paid coach in the Big Ten. Harbaugh said that report was inaccurate in so many words at his Monday press conference. Then today, we had our team reporter Chris Ballas say that a contract extension uh, is actually still in the works and could be moving quickly. So, you know, a complete turnaround from the weekend report that Michigan had rescinded the contract. Obviously, this is really positive news for everybody. I mean, Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in college football. He obviously deserves a raise and deserves to be extended and every year that i've been on the michigan beat we've had a chaotic off season and i mean this one appears like it could be one as well but i think if you get the extension done that gives recruits and their families more confidence that harbaugh is going to be here for the long term for the long term obviously you know the last couple of cycles you had the Denver Broncos situation, you had the Minnesota Vikings situation, you always have these NFL rumors, maybe a contract extension with a hefty, hefty buyout really puts pause uh, or really gives 
recruits in their family's confidence that Harbaugh will be here long term. I mean, he's the engine that makes everything go. Uh, what do you think an extension would mean for Michigan recruiting, especially if they do announce it soon before the mega Ohio State recruiting weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously it's comes at a great time. I mean, I feel like Michigan fans deserve some good news after 10 days of just stressful news cycles. But I mean, you kind of said it. I mean, it kind of gives some relief, doubt erased. I mean, those questions of whether or not he's not going to be there for the next season are kind of, you don't have, they don't have to be answered for the time being. I mean, I feel like you and I have both gotten questions or I guess off the record answers about like, you know, we don't know if Jim Harbaugh is going to stay or not. And I feel like when you're looking at targets in 25 and 26 and 27, you don't have to, you don't have to answer those. Um, you know, everyone kind of knows, like, if we go, if I send your son to college at Michigan, you know, Jim Harbaugh is going to stay there too. Um, you know, with those targets too, especially with those 25s, you know, you have your board all set. If a new staff was to say to come in, I mean, you'd have to reset it. Or if let's say like an assistant took over that's currently on staff, like you don't have to spend all these weeks reassuring families, coaches, you know, just, loved ones that nothing has changed besides who's in charge and i mean for short term obviously you can lock down your 25 class we don't have to be talking about rumors of commits visiting elsewhere or just you know tethering on backing out of their pledge or the national letter of intent if it ever got that far so i mean all in all like you said it's just relief i mean it's just good news at a great time and i think everyone's feeling the same way I think that Michigan has gotten off to a late start with the next cycle, the last two years. So with the 23 class, they got off to a little bit of a late start with the 24 class, not as bad as 2023, but still off to a little bit of a late start. 2025, I think, is more talented across the board than 2024 is just nationally across multiple positions including the most important position quarterback i just think there's a lot of talent across the country in 2025 i feel like 2024 is a weaker year especially at some key positions 2025 is a great year at some great positions like quarterback like cornerback there's just a lot of talent everywhere so if you can get a head start on 2025 and finally build on the momentum you've built on the field which michigan hasn't been able to take advantage of right the last you know couple of years michigan has won the big 10 they've beaten ohio state they've made it to the college football playoff it's likely the wolverines do it again this season you know if there's no hiccups we fully expect that to happen right so now you're a proven commodity and if you can avoid the Jim Harbaugh to NFL talks and you have an extension done and that's announced, then you can finally build on that momentum. Then the next step or the final solution there, because you have the wins on the field, you have the Harbaugh extension. Most of this staff has ties to Michigan, so I wouldn't expect a ton of movement. You know, there's going to be guys like Jerome Moore that's going to be a hot name or, or whatever the case is. But for the most part, I would expect there to be not much staff movement, really. So I think the next two steps, the easy step is beefing up the recruiting department. That can be done right away. That's something Jim Harbaugh has always wanted. I would expect that to happen. But the most important step after that would just be 
um, having an exact NIL approach, which is also something Jim Harbaugh has really pushed for. That base salary model he's been in favor of hasn't been processed. And so I think if you can process the base salary model and have some type of plan in place, um, then I think it, it definitely helps on the recruiting trail and maybe gets Michigan to that next step. You know, this class started off hot and then they had some key losses and now they're ranked number 14. Last cycle, they finished outside of the top 15. So I think this coming year, 2025, with as much talent as there is nationally, if you have a hard walk extension, if you have an NIL plan locked in, the sky's the limit for Michigan. Because again, you're a proven commodity on the field. You beat Ohio State three years in a row. You make the college football playoff three years in a row. You potentially win the national title. You know, that's an easy sell to recruits, along with the fact that Michigan's a top tier university and develops talent and has arguably the best strength and conditioning coach in the country and Ben Herbert. There's so many selling points. All they have to do is lock in Harbaugh for an extension and get an NIL plan rolling. And again, if they announce this extension soon, right, then that gives Michigan more um, more leeway, I guess, in the Bryce Underwood recruitment. I think that gives Michigan a boost, considering that Bryce Underwood is about to make his decision on January 6th. That's not a really long time from now. You know, if there's still questions about Jim Harbaugh, if there's still no NIL plan in place, then I think Bryce Underwood goes to LSU. But if there is a Jim Harbaugh extension and there is some steps being taken in the right direction on the NIL front, you know, even if it is just a base salary model, I do think that Michigan will position itself really well to beat LSU and keep Bryce home. And if you keep Bryce home and you land Bryce's commitment, then, you know, the sky is really the limit for the 2025 class because he'll be such a great peer recruiter and other guys will want to play with him and they'll see, you know, Bryce Underwood and they'll want to play with him. I mean, he's a guy that travels across the country. He has all types of connections. Um, he's a really quiet kid, you know, when it comes to doing interviews and stuff. But I think he just has a lot of pool with, you know, fellow top tier recruits that maybe, you know, uh, Jaden Davis didn't necessarily have. I think Bryce Underwood does. I think everybody that's a top tier skill position guy would want to play with Bryce Underwood. He's the number one quarterback in the country, the number one overall prospect nationally. So I think Bryce Underwood just has so much pool and, um, yeah, Harbaugh extension, um, would just mean a lot in that specific recruitment since he's deciding so early. Zach, any final thoughts on anything I said, or do you want to move on? Yeah, I think you hit it on the nail. All right. Uh, definitely hit it on the leaf. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, talk about quarterback recruiting. So we just talked a little bit about Bryce Underwood. Obviously, Michigan is also making a push for another five-star quarterback, George McIntyre, I was on the road in Nashville last week and had a chance to see Michigan quarterbacks coach Kirk Campbell on the sideline as he was taking in McIntyre's game. So we just talked about Bryce Underwood. Now, even though Michigan has invested a ton into Bryce Underwood, 
They're no longer taking the all your eggs in one basket approach. It's antiquated. We harped about how much it sucked with Matt Wise. And so Kurt Campbell's not doing that. So kudos to Kurt Campbell for actually being uh, an up-to-date recruiter. Now, Kurt Campbell, again, was in Nashville seeing George McIntyre. So how much of a shot does Michigan actually have with McIntyre? Um, you know, I think Michigan's in that top group. They've hosted him multiple times already. I feel like people forget that McIntyre was on campus for the spring game, came back for a June visit. So he's already been on campus twice this year alone. He picked up an offer in the summer of last year, and he's set to come back for the game against Ohio State. So I think Michigan is firmly, he dropped the top nine recently, I believe was the number. I do think Michigan's probably in that top five range. Now, Alabama is going to be tough to beat here. I think they are the heavy favorite as the on three recruiting prediction machine shows. And if I had to put in a prediction, it would be Bama. Um, but again, Michigan is hanging around and Kurt Campbell has done a, a really nice job. And there are some other quarterbacks on the board, not named George McIntyre and Bryce Underwood. In fact, um, Zach's been exchanging messages with a few. He just saw Ryan Montgomery. Um, you saw the Hassan Longstreet in the offseason. Uh, Bear Bachmeyer is another guy that Zach's exchanged some texts with. So, you know, Zach, if Michigan, for whatever reason, misses out on Bryce Underwood and they can't get George McIntyre and he does go to Bama, who are some other guys uh, in the 2025 class that you like at the quarterback position? I mean, we, we should probably start with Carter Smith from Fort Myers, um, 25 quarterback. He is scheduled to be on campus for the Purdue game um, in a few days. Um, doesn't have the offer yet, but I know you and I have both been hearing how much Kirk Campbell and the Michigan staff have liked what they've seen so far. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got an offer and then, you know, risen up the board. But I mean, obviously you've mentioned all the other ones like Hussan Longstreet has confirmed to me that he wants to visit for a game. Bear Bachmeyer has said the same thing. Ryan Montgomery could be at the Ohio State game in late November. That's to be determined. So yeah, you've, you've already said it. I mean, all the eggs aren't put in one basket. Um, it's just some, I think it'll just be interesting to see what happens if, right? Like if Underwood and McIntyre go elsewhere, like how does the board shape up? Who comes up on top? Like where does communication go? It's, I think it's, that will be interesting to see. Obviously you want the top guys, but there's obviously others rated in that four-star range that have both expressed interest in Michigan and that Michigan's keeping an eye on. Definitely. So before we move on to our next topic, a couple of interesting comments. So I forgot the college football playoff rankings were coming out tonight. Looks like Michigan is at number three. Georgia is at number two. And Ohio State is at number one, even though, you know, they haven't been overly impressive, barely scraping by uh, the little Irish clan. Zach, thoughts, uh, quick thoughts on, on the playoff rankings. Florida State came in at number four. I have a bet with my friend that if Florida State goes to the playoffs, I win an X amount of money. So I am fully on board with the semis <laughs> before. But yeah, I mean, Michigan will, I mean, top four was obvious. We'll just see what happens after these big marquee games the rest of the rest of the month for November. That, you know, if Michigan wins, clearly they'll jump up to number one or number two. So we'll see. 
Yeah, I don't think it's of any concern. I think if Michigan gets by Penn State, obviously, and then they beat Ohio State, you know, the, they could end up being the number one seed. It doesn't look like Michigan's being punished for the sign stealing scandal. It might, I, I would assume that they're at number three just because of the strength of schedule so far. But, you know, if they were really being punished for the sign stealing scandal and the committee wanted to make a statement. I feel like they would have left them out of the top four. So looks like it's more of a strength of schedule thing than anything. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, Michigan in the top four and room to move up with a couple of game, key games coming up. Um, some other comments here. Louis Danko says, next year, Libby is going to bring a blade of grass with him, lay it <laughs> on the ground, jump over it. And call himself a grasshopper. That <laughs> is a cool. comment of the show there from Lewis. That yeah, I mean, we should just dream and we should just uh, think up more stupid costumes <laughs> for <Zach laughs> to pull off with his uh, leaf blower. Only Zach would come up with the leaf blower. Um, we do have another Halloween related question. EJ and Zach, what is the best Halloween candy? I won't ask what's the worst because we all know it's candy corn. I learned that candy, well, I already knew candy corn was the worst for sure, but I also learned that milk duds are terrible. Like I don't, I don't feel like I've ever really eaten milk duds, but they came in this great packet. Like I had Almond Joy, Kit Kat, Reese's, and just your like, you know, traditional Hershey's bar. And then they threw in milk duds and I was like, oh, let me give it a try. And I was like, this is garbage. And then we had the Halloween party at our house and nobody touched the milk duds. So if it's not candy corn, the worst is definitely milk duds. And the best Halloween candy, I mean, it's it's tough to, you know, I, I love Almond Joy as like a dark horse. Like it's personally probably my favorite candy, but I think the like a bracket winner, like the clear favorite would probably be Reese's. Zach, please tell us that you hate candy corn as well. I mean, it's not the best, but it's definitely not the worst. Like, number one would have to be circus peanuts. And then number two would be like... Circus black. peanuts is your number one? Like, that's what no. you want on Halloween? No, the worst. The worst. Like, <laughs> okay, number, the worst. number one <laughs> is... What? No, Who no. hands out circus peanuts? I mean, they're still around. Like, I've seen them around. It's like that banana marshmallow like no thanks but that's oh not dude peeps on easter are the absolute worst like they're worse that's than uh candy corn can't do can't do peeps peeps is terrible and then number two would have to be like the worst would be black licorice like twizzlers oh or yeah that sucks oh, man that's a good that's, one that's awful but the best candy like blue raspberry Blue raspberry sour patch. What? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. At least you went with sour patch. I thought you were yeah. going like gum or something. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like blue raspberry. Like they come in individual boxes now of just blue raspberry sour patches. Like, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's it's the best. Go to your nearest sheets and <laughs> get get some blue sour patches with your chicken tender sub. Like, you'll have that's your dinner. That's all you need. Do they have sheets in Michigan? No, it's no, coming. Right? I don't remember there being a sheets up there. No, it's coming like it's actually coming this time next year by the airport. So catch me near the airport like every day next year. 
Yes, Zach keeps, since I live on the East Coast, Zach constantly tells me to go eat food from Sheets, even though it's just a gas station. It's not yeah. just a gas station. It's not just a gas station. <laughs> anyway, um, this podcast is sponsored by Barry Gallagher. We want to welcome Barry Gallagher to this, to this show. He's written, well, he's not actually here, but he is a sponsor and he's written a book. It's called Lloyd Carr's Michigan Football Journey. Millions of Michigan Wolverine football fans loved Coach Lloyd Carr Jr. As much as he loved the University of Michigan, this insightful book details how an interim coach stepped up for the Michigan Wolverines and won his way into the College Football Hall of Fame. Lloyd Carr's Michigan Football Journey tells a complete story of Coach Lloyd Carr's 28-year journey 15 years as an assistant and 13 years as a head coach to bring Michigan football back to national prominence and how he kept it there. Coach Carr's incredible work gave Michigan football fans one of the greatest eras in the school's magnificent football history. No losing seasons in 13 years, one national championship, five Big Ten championships, and six bowl wins, the most in Wolverine football history. Lloyd Carr won with integrity and no Michigan coaches associated with more program victories than Lloyd Carr. This book gives you a comprehensive look at the amazing Michigan career of Lloyd Henry Carr Jr. It is full of original research charts and tables that clearly illustrate how and why Coach Carr became a college football legend. Rich Hewlett, one of Carr's first players at Michigan, wrote a heartfelt forward that sets the tone for a closer look at one of college football's greatest coaches. Order your copy today on Amazon or at mden.com. So uh, you can also scan the QR code to order your copy. I'm patiently waiting for my copy. It's a uh, Time to do some nice fall reading. It's getting chilly outside. Tonight's a nice rainy day. It would have been great to have the book, so I'm still waiting. Uh, but hopefully you guys can order yours and get yours immediately for some nice winter reading. Okay. Um, let's end the show with our time on the road, seeing a couple of Michigan commits. Zach, you made your way to South Park, which is actually a real place in Pennsylvania and not just a fictional Colorado town. Um, but yeah, you were in South Park. You saw Zach Ludwig, the most mysterious man in Michigan's re recruiting class. Remember, or actually for those of you that don't know, Zach Ludwig committed to Michigan without anybody knowing and wasn't even on anybody's radar, didn't have any other offers. Turns out he is related to Michigan strength coach Ben Herbert. So, you know, uh, people thought, hey, this is a courtesy take because of Herbert. Uh, but Ludwig's actually ranked as a three-star on two of the four major services, and he is a three-star on the on-three industry recruiting ranking. Zach, you are the only person in the entire world, well, the only reporter in the entire world, that has seen Zach Ludwig play a football game. What were your thoughts on Zach Ludwig? This was the second time that I have seen him. So the second time that I've made that drive. Um, the first was in April. Um, it was like a meetup at the school, no big deal. But, you know, watching him play and just seeing him and talking to him, um, 
it's it's very clear that he put on some weight. I think that was the first concern that I had. Like, I didn't really know what his weight was then. He looked skinny, but he's definitely f- continuing to fill out. I mean, we'll get to that in a little bit, but he finished with four tackles. He was the starting Mike in a 4-3-4 three, three, front, usually played the strong side. Um, he also started at quarterback um, and lawn snapper. Um, played three full quarters, um, didn't really play much in the fourth because South Park's already playoff eligible. So don't want to get him hurt. But, you know, I, I I said this in my Wolverine TV piece that I published earlier today. But for the kind of player that Zach Ludwig is, you can see why he's like the prototypical defender that Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh would be fond of. I mean – He's a tough, tough kid. He took a beating in that game. I mean, five sacks. I think he took like five or four or five sacks as a quarterback. Um, some of those hits that he took, you know, as a running quarterback were just, you know, you kind of cringed a little bit. Like, but he never faltered. He never hung his head. Never refused. You know, he refused. Never refused to get up. Um, you know, his coaches had to force him off the field in the fourth quarter. You could tell he was annoyed by that. Um, you know, I think that's just like his best trait, you know, some kid who just puts his head down and gets to work. I mean, that's the prototypical athlete that plays for Jim Harbaugh um, as a linebacker. You know, his best traits outside of his mentality is the way he hits that a gap. I mean, it's kind of comparable to like a car crash, the way he just collides with offensive linemen, the way he just throws himself in often in the in those you know, along the interior to create havoc in the on the trenches. Um, you know, the opposing team had some really big dudes up front, but I mean, the way he just delivered contact and just took contact was just impressive. I mean, but obviously, there's going to be some things that he needs to work on um, to you know to crack the Jeff chart to get playing time at linebacker. I mean, pursuit angles is one. I think shedding blocks with sort of like a series of hand fighting moves as opposed to just, you know, sacrificing his body to open up holes. Um, and obviously I think a weight gain is going to be, is, is a must. I mean, 215 pounds isn't just going to cut it. Um, you know, he said that too, you know, he wants to gain weight in order to, to just compete and hold his own against a, a two time Joe or more, more award winning group. But I think the takeaway is just like, he's just that old school big 10 linebacker, you know, just, comes from a small town in the middle of the Rust Belt, you know, 20 minutes south of Pittsburgh, you know, a kid who doesn't, who doesn't wear gloves. He loves run defense, you know, stopping the run. And he just um, doesn't shy away from contact. Um, I think if anything, his effort in how hard he works, you know, off the field without being vocal and just, you know, sees the straight path to what he wants to achieve uh, I think he'll find a way to get on spe- on special teams um, relatively early, in my opinion. Um, you know, you see all the time about Jay Harbaugh, you know, he's on Twitter, you know, tweeting about certain plays about, you know, a punt team or kickoff and just talks about what they've done, certain players and what they do to impact those units and just talking about how proud he is of those players. You know, for a kid like Ludwig, I think for Harbaugh, the younger Harbaugh, a guy who values and uh, celebrates effort on special teams. You know, a kid like Ludwig just fits that bill to a T. Um, but in terms of linebacker, yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously Michigan's a lot of 
commits at linebacker. You know, it's a very stout group right now, a lot of underclassmen. So we'll see how far he goes. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just impressive to see Harbaugh taking a chance on a kid, a kid who wants to work, who knows he's going to get his, you know, he wrote about how much, how hard it's going to be to work with his uncle, you know, Ben Herbert. And just a kid, you know, you kind of want to celebrate, you know, if he finds a way to get on the field and makes an impact, you know, you want, he, you, you kind of know he's going to be a fan favorite just because of how he plays and his mentality. It just kind of speaks to what Michigan football is all about. Yeah, I think Ludwig, um, you know, I watched some of the clips. And for those of you that uh, aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button and you can see new videos every time they drop. Zach posted Zach Ludwig's highlights so you can make judgments for yourself. Um, make sure to like this video as well and help us get in front of other Michigan fans. And like I said, subscribe. We're on the road to 25,000. So make it happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have Zach Ludwig graded as a two star. I think that he can be a special teams guy. Um, he is the team's starting long snapper. And so I think he'll, you know, he could potentially do that. He can potentially be on the punt team or kickoff coverage. Um, he's a guy that'll come in and work. And anybody that's related to Ben Herbert, I think is going to be a plus in the in the weight room as far as pushing others and helping out teammates. So, you know, we all want to root for Zach Ludwig. So we'll see what he turns into uh, before we end the show with who I saw on the road. We, we do have more candy comments. Steve J says he doesn't like candy corn, but candy pumpkins are great. Anything pumpkin is terrible. I'm sorry, but I just hate pumpkin. man. What are candy pumpkins? I have no clue. But anything pumpkin's bad. Like I can't do pumpkin spice lattes or pumpkin muffins or pumpkin pie, like any of the pumpkin cookies. I don't want pumpkin. Get pumpkin out of here. I don't like it at all. <laughs> do you feel do you? I mean, do you like pumpkin? Yeah, I mean, you take me to Starbucks and give me a pumpkin spice latte frappuccino, like with like caramel drizzle and it's a good time, you know, but pumpkin I mean, it's just, I don't have this deep hatred. Oh, here's pumpkin. pumpkin candy. What are, what are those? Like I've what never seen those? those in my life. <laughs> what is that? No. I guess our producer Megan's a big fan. She's clapping and dancing in the background. You just can't see her. It's, it appears that she loves pumpkin candy. I, but I, I, I've never seen those in my life. No, <laughs> okay. Um, Otis John says Twix. I, I guess he was referring to Twix being the best candy. I mean, I would say it's definitely in the elite eight running into the uh, the final four, but I just, I wouldn't put it in um, as as the best, as the, the national championship winning candy. I mean, do you like Twix, Zach, or do you, do you hate Twix? I mean, they're all right. I mean, it's caramel and cookie, I think, right? So can't go yeah. wrong with that combo. Um, all right. I think that's it for our uh, candy comment. C. Foss says that candy pumpkins are the same as candy corn, just a different shape. So I guess it just it tastes the same. I don't but know. But it looks bigger, like a bigger consistency. Like the oh, little pumpkins yeah. look bigger. So it's just more candy corn. Nobody wants that. All right. <laughs> I was on the road in Nashville where I had some biscuits and gravy, and that was great. Um, and had a chance to take in on 300 Michigan athlete commit 
Mason Curtis. Now, I saw Curtis as a junior last year in game as well. He's listed at six foot four, one ninety. That's been the same listing since I saw him last year. Um, I think he is up to about two oh five right now. But as you can see in the video highlights that I posted here on our great YouTube channel, um, he is still on the skinny side in both on when it comes to both halves. You know, you look at his lower body. And he has thin legs. You look at his upper body and he still has a really thin frame. So even though he's added 15 pounds, you can't tell all that much. The positive spin on that is there's still a lot of room to add weight, like a lot of room. Like this guy could get up to 240, 250 pounds because there's so much room to add weight there. I mean, his frame, um, you know, sky's the limit once he works with Ben Herbert in the strength and conditioning program. Now, I've always said this about Mason Curtis, and I have him ranked right where the industry has him, around 270. In, in, I have him graded as a 250 to 300 prospect, so 270 is completely fair. That's where I have him. Um, I've always said this about Curtis. He is a very good football player, and I have no idea what he's going to be. Um, I just I think he's a positionless athlete, and that's why I keep calling him an athlete commit instead of a linebacker commit, because Michigan views him the same way as well. You know, the Wolverines took him early with the same idea. Hey, this guy's talented. Let's get him on campus. Remember, he's been committed to Michigan since June of 2022. So, um, you know, they saw a guy that's really long, really athletic, plays multiple positions and they can turn him into something. And I think Michigan's a great fit for a guy like Curtis because they have a track record of turning positionless athletes into something and obviously beefing guys up in the strength and conditioning program. So you might not hear from Mason Curtis year one or year two or maybe even year three, but I think he's uh, going to be an impact player down the line once he actually adds the weight and fits into the scheme. I really do think he can play a little bit of everything. Like I could easily see him being more of a box safety. I could see him playing the will spot. I could see him coming off the edge as well. So just a, a lot of different directions that Curtis can go in, just depending on how he develops from a physical standpoint. You know, on the field last year, he played everything. I saw him rush the passer. I saw him play linebacker. I saw him play safety. I even saw him play some corner. This year, he strictly played safety, so opportunities were less for him. But I will say, you know, he looked a little uh, a little thicker. He looked a little more athletic. He looked uh, a little more comfortable in pass coverage. And like his head coach, Rock Batten, said, I think that him playing safety at the high school level is really going to help him at the college level because he'll be, you know, experienced and well-versed, uh, you know, when it comes to pass coverage and, and that can help keep him on the field on third downs as well. But yeah, just a really interesting prospect. Again, I don't really know what Mason Curtis is going to be, but I, I really do like him as a football player overall. And I think it's really neat that he committed kind of unexpectedly. Like, I don't think anybody really expected Mason Curtis to commit to Michigan last June. Um, but he's, you know, been completely solid throughout the entire year. I feel like, you know, we always get a question, you know, once every three months, like, is Mason Curtis still solid? Like, yeah, dude's still solid. He's locked in. Um, he's really happy with his commitment to the Wolverines. So, 
um, you know, again, one of the more intriguing prospects in Michigan's recruiting class. All right, Zach and I will be back on the road this week. We'll be seeing some flip targets. We'll be seeing some five stars. It's going to be a lot of fun. So join us next week. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Enjoy your Halloween. And as always, subscribe to thewolverine.com for everything Michigan recruiting, as well as everything on the Jim Harbaugh extension and sign ceiling scandal. You can sign up today for just $1.00 for one month. And I will be back with my Wednesday Q&A show tomorrow so we can have some more candy discussion uh, without Zach and we can just make fun of him being a leaf blower. All right. See you guys tomorrow.